Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Straight up with no chaser. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the sports leader. 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. Welcome back to the Sports Bar. Danger and Bataglia live from Buffalo Bills training camp. It's St. John Fisher University. It's Van Rochester. Saran Neal, Buffalo Bills, joining us in the Sports Bar. Second year in a row you got to join us in the Sports Bar. Yeah, Saran, we're, we're developing is. a little rap. We appreciate you making some time for us here after practice. Appreciate you having me back. Yeah, you're our guy here. So we were a little nervous yesterday. But what? When, when you collided with Diggs there, everything okay? Everything good. Uh little bang bang playing in the back of the end zone but you know we still got good through a little jab a little, little joking there at the end you know we good laugh it off no you I mean this is what training camp is about though right you get those bumps those bruises you callous the body a little yeah. bit get ready for the regular season for sure i mean we have bangs and bruises getting back up and going again i love it saran we always kind of like talk about what your role on this team is if you were to meet somebody for the very first time and they knew you were playing for the buffalo bills how would you introduce yourself to that person <laughs> uh it's funny because most people, I mean, sometimes don't recognize me or whatever, which is cool with me. But um, I'm one of the guys that stay a little bit on the radar. But like I tell everybody, I've been here a long time, you know, six years now. Yeah. Um, if I had to tell them about myself, I'd say I'm more of a guy that, you know, I'm a special team guy, you know, but I'm just a guy that can play any role on defense if they throw me in there. And you've been playing a lot of nickel corner. We've been seeing you mm-hmm. out there a lot. And playing really, really well. I mean, you're ready to step up into that role oh, if sure. called upon. For sure. Uh, I really appreciate um, the new coach coming here, uh, Al Holcomb. Al Holcomb. Uh-huh. Um, he's really direct with, with his coaching. Like, he's really a technician when it comes to learning. You know, he had a lot of good guys down there with the Panthers. Um, and he just coming up here just, you know, polishing me and Terrence, making this a lot better, you know, with our eyes and our feet. You know what I'm saying? Basically being where our feet are every rep. Yeah, the, the, having that versatility is great. It also means you have more meetings. How much more time do you have to spend in meetings, Um At this point, <laughs> it's just an ongoing thing. You know, I look forward to it. I mean, when I get pulled to the side and they want to have extra meetings or whatever, and I'm going from, you know, talking about linebacker to nickel, or even sometimes if I go outside, I just, you know, learning. I mean, I feel like learning is key and, you know, having more on your plate, I mean, I feel like it's a good thing from the coaches to know that I can do that. It makes me feel good, you know, that I can do anything they want me to do. But just going in and, you know, to having a lot of stuff to, on, like, on your plate and learning a lot of plays, I feel like it's pretty good because, you know, 
with the defense, a lot of things work together. You know what I'm saying? You learn one position, another thing happened. Like, but when you know what's going on in one position, you know what's going on outside. So it's about basically knowing where you'll help at in every position. Buffalo Bills corner Saran Neal joining us in the sports bar. Saran, we're going to remind everybody here, you're the second Buffalo Bill ever to come from Jacksonville State, not the Florida Jacksonville. Right. Right? Keith McKellar, uh, Bills tight end from the Super Bowl era Bills, was also a Bill from Jacksonville State. Have you ever met Keith? No. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, um, I think I talked to him a little bit um, when I first got drafted, but not much since then. Oh, he was a big part of that Super Bowl team, and you know, just you know, the the excitement there. And I'm not going to ask you the question of what's it going to take to get this team over the top, but all the pieces are here, right, Saran, to oh, go yeah, get it for sure. All the pieces are here. I mean, you know how these guys bring guys in, and how we keep guys here is like it's a family. I feel like we got it. We got it here already. We just got to take that little extra, you know, you know. It's just a little extra effort to get over the top, and I feel like we're going to get there one day, but we're going to take one day at a time. So what is it? What I mean, because we talked last year, you came into camp, and, and everybody had the Bills as Super Bowl favorites going into camp last year. This year, you have other people saying other things about this team. There's a lot of talk of windows being closed. What is it that is that is going to, what is the thing that is holding it? Is it little details in the in the moment during a game? Is it preparation? What, what exactly do you think it is? I just feel like sometimes, you know, it's just, it's just little things. You know, you can't you can't really go out and try to bring something to something that's already special. You know what I'm saying? If it's special, you know, it's going to be special regardless. And I just feel like it's going to take them little things that we, you know, then fix or whatever back then to fix them now and just keep going. But it's going to take, you know, one day at a time. It's like it's a process. We're starting right now in training camp, and we're going to take one game at a time, one preseason at a time, and just one, day, one practice at a time and keep going. Bill's special teams A slash corner slash everything Saran Neal actually has nothing new for you. I mean, you were high school, you're a wide receiver, and then you're a linebacker, and then you become a defensive back. Talk about the importance of adaptability and how that's kind of helped your career. I feel like that helped me a lot. Um, and I have been bouncing around since, you know, Pee Wee League. Yeah, yeah, um, coming from receiver to I actually had a scholarship to play receiver at Jacksonville State. But, okay. like, the second day there, they was like, you playing defense. And I'm like, from me adapting, like, instantly from running routes against DBs into guarding tight ends as playing safety and then putting me in the box and, you know, going corners and, you know, inside guys, I feel like adapting and, you know what I'm saying, just taking on everything, you know, be a sponge. I feel like you'd be a sponge with everything. And football taught me a lot about being a sponge. And when you can be a sponge, and the more you learn, it's the more people can trust you. You know what I'm saying? And I'm a big sponge. I sponge everything. I see something, I learn it, and I keep going. The Buffalo Bills sponge, Saran Neal, <laughs> joining us in the sports bar. Let's have some fun. We spoke last year, and we wanted to ask you who you thought the best dressed on the team was. You told us it was Diggs. You made that, that proclamation last year. Diggs shows up on the red carpet at the Met. Saran, what do we got to do to get you to show up at the Met one of these years? I mean, I... With that stuff, I feel like it's all about names, you know. Um, Diggs, and he's a he pretty good dressed guy, you know what I'm saying? Clean looking dude. Um, but I feel like, like y'all say, you know how people see me and they were like, who is this guy? You know what I'm saying? Stefan Diggs, he, he's like, he's a big name in the industry. I mean, he's a big name in the league or whatever. I just feel like I just have to get out more um, and do more. He's like, I'm like, like I said before, I'm like, I'm a little guy that's under the radar that really don't you know, come do out. Do you like that role? Much. Do you like being the under the radar guy? Do you prefer that? Yeah, it's cool. You know, it's cool with me. I feel like sometimes the light can be too much, you know, and I'm a little shy, you know, um, but to get it, to do that, to 
get on the red carpet. I mean, I feel like it's it's definitely something on the on the bucket list. That would be nice because I mean, I do put stuff together quite well. If anybody right. check out my Instagram, <laughs> right. I really do that now. Like, if anybody <laughs> want to understand, I really do that. You know, but uh, it really it would be nice, uh, and I feel like. As it keep going, my face keep going out. I mean, this year was more and more fans. Everybody's starting to recognize me a little bit more. You know, defensive role, special team role. Whatever y'all want me to do, if y'all want to get on the red carpet, I'm here just, just a call away. <laughs> yeah, follow him on social media. A lot of your handles have Bam Bam. How'd you get that nickname? Uh, College. Um, I would say going into my second year, um, it was these twins um, that came from Auburn, Alabama. Um, high school, though. And um, I had hit somebody in practice. I hit a tight end on the sideline, and I just, like, demolished him. And then the, the, the dude was like, damn, like, uh, excuse me, lady. He was like, dang, like, you know how big he is over you? I said, it don't matter to me. He's like, I'm going to just start calling you Bam Bam, you know, <laughs> from the uh, Fred Flintstone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and from that, it's been Bam Bam. Everybody called me Bam here. You know, some of the coaches called me Bam. Definitely the DBs called me Bam, so... Saran Neal, Sticks. who grew up with six brothers and one sister. What was that like growing up in your household? Uh, I, it was pretty cool. Um, we bumped heads a lot, though. <laughs> it was pretty cool, but the competition was high. The competition was high. To be honest, uh, like I tell everybody else, is like um, I had an older brother that was really athletic. You know, what I mean? and he's way bigger than me. He was six three. You know, he was bigger than me, two hundred plus or whatever. He can jump out the roof. He was fast. You know, um, very athletic. And trying to follow in his footsteps because my dad really, you know what I'm saying, he really coached him up on a lot of things. And he always wanted me to be like him. But, like, I told my dad, like, I'm not nothing like him. Was your dad an athlete? No. He, he but he was that. coaching. He was, he was working with you yeah, guys. Yeah, he was working with his guy. I think he's seen a lot of people. I mean, I had a lot of cousins that was athletes. And my dad was, you know, he wasn't an athlete. I, was, I don't know. People ask me all the time, like, where you get it from? I feel like I get it from my mom's side. Because um, all my moms, you know, brothers, they're really athletic. They played basketball and football. Um, but um, growing up behind my bigger brother, when he was like, you know, he was two grades ahead of me. My, my dad used to always want me to be like him. But like I told my dad, I'm going to be better than him, you know. And I tell, my, tell myself all the time, like, there's no limit to nothing that I can do. You know, if I feel like you want me to be something, I'm going to be that plus two times two, you know. And I'm going to go over the edge and I'll break my neck for anything that I love. So um, growing up in that household, you know, everybody was, you know, playing sports. And I feel like I was a late bloomer. I definitely was a late bloomer. If anybody knows, my first love was baseball. Like, I loved baseball when I was little, you know. Um, little League, I used to, I think I hit my first home run high school in the high school game when I was eighth grade. Mm. Yeah, I hope first home run. Um, growing up on Little League, travel ball, I was really big and I was really good. And then one day, my dad told me to try for football. I got hit one time, and I quit. <laughs> I quit. And I actually cursed at my dad. I'm like, look, I'm, look, I'm not doing this no more. I don't want to do this. I play baseball. Like, I don't want to do this. And then uh, I actually threw my pads off, walked to the car, stood by the side of the car. And from there, it was just like, for something inside of me, it was just saying, like, uh, you got something to prove since that point. You know, I don't think. He looked at me as being a big, tough guy. Um, so, Did he, because you, you say you, you quit football, you had one practice, you quit football. What, what led you back to it? Was it a, and what, how long of a time period was that before you said, you know what, I do want to try football? Was it him forcing you into football, or was it you saying, no, I'm going to prove to you that I am the guy that you think I can be? Uh, I feel like it was more of, it actually was uh, 
a year later, um, coming into Pee Wee, um, I really didn't play that much. Pee Wee, like Rick Lee, I didn't play that much. I had a lot of guys in front of me that was, you know, called upon the role to do things on, you know, as a receiver. And I just always sat back like, I, I really don't care, you know. Like, I was the guy, like, so it was so funny. I was so bad. Like, I was the guy over there duct taping my shoes, my cleats <laughs> on the sideline while the game going on. <laughs> it was that bad. Um, but then what really made me love it, a few years passed by, I got to junior varsity. And I think I was in uh, seventh grade, and my brother, like, uh, ninth grade, ninth, tenth grade, one of them. And I got hit, and I started crying. I got cracked, and I started crying, like, in the middle of practice. And I started fighting with my older brother in the middle of practice. Yeah. And then, like, he had, like, said something to me, you know, and it kind of made me look at him like, you really talking like me, like, because you my older brother, like, why are you talking to me like that? And I'm like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to let you do this or whatever. And then, like, that next year, I came back. Like, I don't know what got into me. Like, fire. It was fire. Fire like, got into you. My eighth grade year, on junior varsity, I was scoring four touchdowns a game. Look at this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And people cracked back at me. I was cracking back in the seniors on the squad, <laughs> like, and talking crap. You know what I'm saying? Then trying to play a junior varsity game, and then the coaches from up team was like, no, he's not playing. Like, he's... You no, know, he played, you know, it's like he played varsity. And they're like, no, he don't play varsity. Um, he just, you know, a guy that can go out and do everything. So since then, like, it was history from there. And like y'all say, adapting to everything. I was a guy from a small school. And like anybody know, I moved to a 6A school my senior year. I went from a 3A to a 6A my senior year. Yeah. I had a lot of – I had coaches come looking at me, but they really was like, ah, you know, he had – yeah. So when I went to you follow high, you know, it was a lot of guys, bigger guys, you know, faster guys. And right then and there, I knew it was go time. First day of practice, I had to, you know, play against the starting defense. And I had like a one-hand catch on the starting um, corner. And then I, told, I looked at the coach. I told him, this is my team. And I'm going to take <laughs> over. And from there, it was, I promise you, it, it was just like fire. Yeah. Like I was just doing everything from playing defense, having pick sixes, from playing offenses, playing, playing offense, scoring two, three touchdowns a game. I was everywhere, and I just feel like with everything that I had to adapt to from coming from a small town to a bigger town, from playing against little guys to big guys, I feel like even now I just feel like competition is only a mindset. You know, I feel like everything is a mindset. You're either going to do it or you're not, no, no, no matter the circumstance. You're either going to do it or not. And what's the point of talking about it or complaining about it when you're going to have to do it? But if you don't do it, it's always going to be something said. But when, it's something, when you do do it, I feel like something's still going to be said. So at the end of the day, I feel like proving the point to yourself, not to nobody else, proving the point to yourself that you can be the best person that you can be would basically tone everything down and shut everybody's mouth. Saran Neal, our guest here in the sports bar. A few football questions as we wrap up here. Now, a lot of different pieces on offense, especially at the wide receiver position. Give us like kind of your scouting report, what you're seeing on that. Who's the fastest wide receiver on the team, would you say now? Oh, the fastest? Mm. I'm going to go with... Uh... <laughs> I'm probably going to go with 11. Um, yeah. From the Saints, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, Hardy. Hardy. I'm yeah. definitely going to go with Hardy, but he knows how to turn it on and off. Sometimes he'll come at you fast, sometimes he don't, but I feel like he definitely the faster. 
if we if they lined up from the goal line to the end, I feel like Hardy would definitely win. What about uh, we've seen a little bit of Andy Isabella here at the end of camp. He I came in with a lot of speed. I feel like Andy is more of a quicker guy than a speed guy. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's two, it's two different things. Yeah. Like Andy's like he's very quick. You know what I'm saying? He come up to you and get out his break pretty good. Um, I feel and I feel like Hardy is more of a guy. He can give you a little shit, but like he got a good burst. You know, so they they pretty much similar. Andy is very he's very twitchy though. You match up at all against Jay Short through camp at all? Uh shorter? Not much. But um, big I feel dude though, he, right? He's definitely a big dude. I mean, I I've been leaning more on him on special teams. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, um, I matched up against him in OTAs. Um, he's a he's pretty shifty for his size. You know, what I'm saying he got a lot of learning to do though. But with a lot of guys in his room, I feel like he can you know sponge all that and then he could be great. Um, but I've been leaning more to him like with special teams and trying to teach him the little things that can help him with him being so you know long and strong and fast um i feel like he, he can be a big help there yeah so the colts game on saturday you know if you get a chance to hit little dirty are you going to do that mckenzie on that side of the ball now oh <laughs> uh, i mean if i have to i will i mean <laughs> we're looking forward to it yeah what, what do we expect are you gonna are you gonna get on the field i mean i know that some veteran um, guys are going to be taking the day off no nope, and, and nope, sitting on the sideline nobody line. said anything about a lineup or who's playing or who's not playing I, for right now i feel like everybody's playing Love it. All right, Saran, man, it's great seeing you. It's yes, great sir. catching up with you. Really appreciate you giving us some time. I know that the rest of you and your teammates are ready to get out of Rochester and training camp and get this thing going. Yes, sir. And we wish you the best of luck this season. Stay healthy, all right? Thanks for having me. There is Saran Neal. Right after practice earlier today at St. John Fisher University, Buffalo Bills training camp has come to an end, but we're uh, fortunate to be able to have spoken to Saran Neal for a second year in a row. Yeah, it's interesting, the whole secondary, and I know special teams really is the main reason why uh, he remains on this team, but when you consider last year how you didn't have Tredavious White until Thanksgiving and you lost Micah Hyde after week two and Jordan Poyer was playing out there essentially with one arm and a punctured lung and everything else, doesn't give you optimism that you, you have Saran Neal at the very back end of a very, very deep core here in the secondary. And when we talk about these battles, middle linebacker, yeah, it's a concern. Right guard, okay, we'd like to see Torrance say this is my job. Like, whoever they put it opposite Tredavious White, I'm honestly not concerned. I think a, a rotation of Dane Jackson, Christian Benford, Kyer Elam, one guy's going to be, you know, the odd man out some games. But uh, bringing it back to Neil, though, I think that the fact that he's at the back end of this defensive backfield, it bodes very well. Yeah, and somebody that we also saw in that Bill's secondary who was having a nice camp before he got injured is Cam Lewis. And on special teams, you are looking to fill the void Taiwan Jones. That is a massive void. The guy kept bringing back year after year after year to be your special teams ace. So I would imagine Neil, uh, Cam Lewis, these are guys that the Bills are going to depend on, especially with Matikavich still hope, on pup. Listen, I, I sorry, I, I Cam Lewis to me had two big strikes last year. In fact, I'd, I'd argue like two of the dumbest plays, the, the, the Jefferson play and then running into the kicker uh, against the Dolphins that extended a drive and gave them life and put them back into that game in the December game. So uh, for Cam Lewis, he needs to get on the field here at some point. Yeah, yeah if he wants to secure that roster spot, uh, battle through this injury that he's dealing with here, this uh, injury that he suffered uh, from Sunday's practice. All right, we've got to get to Aldrin to that next. It's time for some takes on tap in the sports ball. I'm going to give you something to kind of look out for uh, coming up uh, if you're heading out to the Bills and Colts game. And, hey, it's a tradition here in the sports bar. 
We're, we're not far away, bud. We've got preseason action here. Um, week one, though, is what we're looking at. So okay. each day in this segment, I'm going to spotlight a week one game. And Patriot fans, i got thoughts on your opener. Jets quarterback Zach Wilson, Niners quarterback Trey Lance may both join a dubious list of quarterbacks. I'll explain what brings them on that list and, and why that's not a list you want to be a part of and why... The NFL teams might actually throw a little caution to the wind here before entrusting the most important position in sports to a player from an FCS program. Also, my non-sports take, I saw the Barbie movie last night, and I'm going to share my review of the Barbie movie next. With I'll drink to that here in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia on the Fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.